Hello and welcome back to the Next Step Help podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about failure and how failure is very important for your journey. And as we get started, I'm going to ask Sam, why and how does failure affect us? Okay, so traditionally, if you haven't established a relationship with failure, it will affect you in a very negative way. So I'll give an example. Say... I okay we, we've all been to school so you do a test you study for it hard you fuck up and fail okay that's gonna affect you in a very negative way uh you're gonna feel you might feel embarrassment shame that kind of self-hatred like oh, why did I why did I fail it's all my fault I could have done better uh you might feel kind of lower than other people who didn't fail and people who haven't failed in the past um and and, and it, it's a bad like, worrisome feeling and you, you need to be careful especially on your self-improvement journey that you don't go on self-improvement just seeking success and you acknowledge that there's going to be failures along the way and you don't expect yourself to be like okay I'm on self-improvement I'm immediately a better person because I'm I wake up at 5am every morning I do weights every day I, I study hard like that's not going to make you succeed straight away it, it's a journey and, um, you know, people often try and avoid failure. And, and Jack, do you want to talk about people trying to avoid failure? Because I think it's interesting. Well, yeah, I was, I was just going to bring up. So, so failure is not something we're taught to deal with very effectively. Mm. And it's, it's, it sort of comes back to you can either from an event that, you know, happens, it could be positive or negative. It depends on your mindset. So you can have a growth mindset, which is okay. Here's this result, which usually is failure, because failure is what you usually grow most effectively from. So you failed, and you can either, you know, sit back and be upset and like, why me? Why me? It's all my, you know, the world's against me. All these sort of negative beliefs and, and thoughts, which fundamentally just make your life worse. Or you can try and understand where you went wrong and use that to then improve. So this is a growth mindset. Unfortunately, people haven't really been taught this. And immediately, failure. Failure is a very emotional thing to start off with if you're, you know, new to to sort of trying to use it effectively. Because mm-hmm. immediately, if somebody brings something up or, or calls you on something that you've done wrong, it's going to feel like an emotional attack. It's going to feel like they're pointing fingers at you or here's, here's a piece of evidence that suggests that you're, you know, not, not lovable effectively, that you're not good enough for whatever it is. Mm. And... It's not about you. This this failure doesn't reflect that you felt. It reflects that the behavior or whatever did didn't work as well as it should. It's not like blaming fingers at you as a person, mm. your spirit. You are wrong. You know, you're naughty boy. It's <laughs> it's not that. It's it's the sort of idea that you know. Okay, so this has happened. How can we improve? But people just aren't taught this. And yes, there's more research going about growth mindsets in school, mm. but it's not effectively, you know, done very well for kids. So people are stuck with negative mindsets throughout their life. And because they fear failure, they therefore don't try in all these different aspects that could greatly em- enrich their lives. And I mean, just, just to put it in perspective, Thomas Edison, when he created the light bulb, went through you know, 1,000 different failures. Mm. 1,000 times he failed 
but he kept going and then he made the light bulb and then he was successful hmm. if he had avoided failure gone oh well uh, i didn't make it on my first attempt so i'm not going to try we'd be sat in caves right now with candles you know sitting on bath mats probably we'd have echo location involved <laughs> probably yeah it's true it's true and um you know that fear of failure will become detrimental if you're scared of failure you know failure if, if okay failure is the first step to success mm. in 99.9 percent of cases the only case i can think of is the lottery and actually no that's even not true because you're going to fail by winning failing lottery tickets your luck would have to be immensely insane never to fail at the lottery right mm. so failure is always going to be a step to success all right, and I've yes. I've had friends at school who have always been good grades. You know, when we we're at school, I've got one friend in particular who's always had good grades up until like the last year of school. He just, he didn't even try. He wouldn't. He barely revised. He just was an. He was a. He is a smart bloke, right? Mm-hmm. Very 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 intelligent. And then because of that, those easy successes you know he struggles with working hard and he, he struggles with with staying on things and he's getting better now right if, if you want the update but that that point that that anecdote is failure teaches us something avoiding us failure avoiding our failures and avoiding the potential of failure keeps us stagnant and will have us retreating throughout our lives and i don't think that's that's arguable at all and obviously there are detrimental effects but those effects can be mitigated very not easily but very simply and i think that's the difference Mm. i i think there are some scenarios though so there's a phrase which is you're not trying hard enough if you're not you know crashing failing Mm. you know breaking bones or something that for me they pushed it basically to an extreme and it's it's not talking about an effective use of failure Mm. so you don't want to you know go balls to the wall pretty much break yourself so you then have to like recover for six months because that's not an effective way to do it okay fundamentally you you will have learned something in that six months to reflect on the experience so yes technically you would have grown but i think a proper way to use it is with you know maybe just just constant failing failing and then reflecting and then growing that's that's the key bit i think that we need to hammer home in this podcast which is You've not. You got to not be scared of failing because from the failures is how you grow. And if you don't have the failures, then you're never going to get the reflection and then the improvement. And it, it's it's you know in so many different philosophies. So the iterative design process, you're constantly coming back and evaluating and going through. Oh, this didn't work. Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could try that from your different failures. And if you avoid and if you're scared of failing, then you're never going to, you know, try all the things that you could do. You're never going to get as far as you could in life. And it hurts. It does It does suck to fail. But there's a really good rule that I like, which is, okay, something, something crap has happened. You've got five minutes to be upset about it. You know, you can cry. You can fight your pillow, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. After the five minutes is up, you're not allowed to be upset anymore. You've got to then, you know, go forwards. So with like journaling, with trying to understand, with how to improve the situation. A hundred percent. And um, obviously building up 
failures in your life will give you you'll become desensitized to those emotions of failure which is just another reason that you shouldn't fear failure and obviously us going this is why you shouldn't fear failure isn't going to stop you fearing failure the only thing that's going to stop you fearing failure is failing and the only way to stop fearing you know the only way to start failing isn't to go out there with the intention to fail that that's not how it works you need to go out there and try 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 new things try everything i i remember <laughs> first time i went to my volleyball club the most important self-improvement habit volleyball by the way in case you didn't know um <laughs> everyone there was amazing and they did these drills where they were very very serious and the the teacher the coach whatever would just spike a ball at you just like ball be coming at you at like 90 miles an hour and you'd have to get it up using the platform technique and you do it one at a time so the entire club is looking at you and i must have failed at least 10 times in a row with the entirety of this club they're all younger than me because i'm in because i'm the top of my like year group or whatever and they're all freaking better than me like marginally better than me and uh that that was tough that was tough and i went home and i was like shit that was uh that was a hard day at the office you know that was tricky but because i had been exposed to failure so much in the last two years and then come back from it and then worked harder to succeed it when i fail now i get obviously i still feel some you know some punches to my ego some blows to my personal like feelings Mm -hmm. but i also get a spark of excitement because i know that when i feel that failure it means i've tried and if i've tried once i can try again and i've only ever been really really successful at stuff that i failed at i've never gone through a habit or through um you know a life skill a sport a video game even and thought to myself or not even thought to myself and just been good and just you know just done it for a long time and eventually gotten really really good at it you know and i think i think that's a really important thing to remember is if you're failing it means you're putting in more effort than than most than a lot of people okay because you care which means you're going to be better than a lot of people because you care failure is a very good sign yeah, and I think this is the key bit with the failure. You need to have the mindset of not <clears throat> not thinking it's a bad thing. And failing failing is personal. It's very mm. personal. And I think with, with Sam's example of, you know, fearing what everyone else in the volleyball squad thought of him is it's not one of the most helpful things to do. He he but I mean of course it's quite natural for people to do. But he's gotta understand, okay, so how did I fail personally? Just thinking about him, not thinking about someone else. I mean, maybe he could look to someone else and think oh, they did something really well. I wonder if I could emulate it, you know, mm. and then trying that and then failing and then going, oh, that didn't work. What about something else? And Sam's right. If you start off really quite well, you're never going to have the growth or the opportunities or the mindset that comes with failing. It's like the like the friend that we've got. So mm. if you start off quite well and, you know, quite good and it's, it's all quite easy, then you don't really have an incentive to push forwards because mm. you wouldn't 
you know, if you're already pretty good, you wouldn't see room to improve or like a need. And I think if you did start off being absolutely terrible, but you really wanted, you had the ambition and the goal to get better, you'd keep failing until you'd be really quite good. And Sam, how would you help someone who, who, you know, might be quite good or like already adept? And how can they, you know, find ways to learn to fail effectively and fail forwards, I think is an important thing instead of failing and then, you know, going up into your shell I and mean, your comfort zone shrink, right. failing and falling forwards. So someone who's ahead, how would I, how would they discover new failures in order to push forward so what i found is the more i failed at something the better i usually get at it uh, I, i've got a video coming out about this actually it's about sorry very anecdotal uh episode today but i have failed a lot so that's that's why um i've got a video coming out about this but i'll talk about it now in my last year of school we had to do a poetry essay and I was quite excited. I've always liked poetry and I've always been quite good at it. Okay. So I was quite far ahead, but my God, I couldn't get an A for the fucking life of me. I think I wrote like in total 13, 14, 15 essays, which were all like 1,500 words each to try and get an A. Like they were all practice essays and most of them were on my own time. They weren't homework or anything. It was just practice essays I did. I mean, my teacher really didn't like me because I'd always be like, more work for you, more marking, more marking. But um, I wrote 15 and 14 of them were Bs. And I think when I got my 13th or 14th B, I experienced failure, big failure, the big feelings. I was very frustrated. I was I was angry. I'd, be, I'd been told again and again, almost there, Sam. Just do this. Almost there, Sam. You forgot this. And I'm like, I did forget that fuck and then i you know i would i would get really really upset because i had failed and and you know maybe that's not the the most effective way you know a lot of self-improvement would argue that oh you shouldn't you shouldn't get angry you shouldn't get frustrated i disagree i think you should learn to use those emotions rather than kind of push them down and, and ignore them um which is which is something I used to do. And so when I, but despite the 14 failures, I got the mark in, I got a practice essay and I got the A. And then in the actual exam, I got an A star. It was my best essay. And the only reason it was my best essay was because I'd failed so many times. Yeah, 100%. There is one thing which is, Practice doesn't make perfect. It only makes progress. Mm. However, perfect practice does make perfection. So with this, if you were learning an instrument and you never did anything wrong, you'd never have the connections in your brain to do that thing wrong. But this is not an effective way to go about life. The amount of time it would take for you to play every note you know, perfectly. It would take you, you know, a hundred times longer than someone who's just picked it up. They're failing and they're going, okay, I failed. I'm going to try it again. And this constant repetition. Yes, you're not going to be perfect, but you're going to be pretty darn good and pretty quickly, you know, at that level. Whereas opposed to the other guy who's, you know, playing the first three notes of Forever Jacker perfectly every time. 
you know so you've got to understand that like failure is a natural part of life and for someone who who's already possibly you know further ahead they're quite talented you know naturally gifted at certain things there's gonna be some things in life that you're not mm. and this is definitely something that you need to constantly go into with an open mind and uh, and you know gratitude and humility for knowing that it's it's going to be tough and you're going to have to keep working and it's going to be pretty uncommon like uh it's going to be pretty new for someone who's really good at sports they've always you know been able to be in the best teams and then when it comes to an academic subject they are you know just completely at the back mm. they need to sort of use this failure as a way to like improve as a as a reflection tool and with this then you can apply this to the thing you're naturally gifted at so you could look at you know the other team's failures or a teammate you know like how did they you know what what went wrong with my team and how we played today okay how can we improve this how did we massively defeat the other team you know one side of their team was really weak how can we make sure that never happens for us mm. it's this thing where you can apply failures and it doesn't have to be your own failures but i think i do think it's a lot easier if it is i think oh 100 i think 100%. i think i actually i actually i don't want to say i disagree with what you just said but i don't think it's a very realistic view i think that mm -hmm. in theory it makes sense okay learn from other people's failures but when other people fail you do not get the same feeling that you get even if you're really really close to them you're, you do not get near the same feeling emotionally that you get when you fail. And 100%. the things we remember as human beings aren't events, they're mm -hmm. feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So although I think that's valuable and logical, I don't think that you should, you know, there's, there's that phrase that like, you know, like intelligent men learn from their mistakes. Wise men learn from the mistakes of others. I just don't, I just don't agree. I think the things you learn from a failure, from a mistake are so visceral and integral to your emotional state that you're not going to forget them as easily. And, and, and if you've never experienced those emotions and only ever learned from the mistakes of others, you're going to, you're going to fear failure more. And, and you spoke about talented people and how they'll be ahead. Um, if I was talented so, and, and never failed or I hadn't had my first failure at something yet, mm -hmm. I would fear that failure so much more. Because usually when we fail, before we failed, we go like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Oh, like while it's happening, you're like, oh, God, this would be awful. And then you fail. And then a great example is my volleyball club, right? Going back to that that anecdote is I, I I'd failed 10 times and then I got it once. And everyone was like, let's fucking go. You know, everyone was really excited and everyone like no one remembers the failure. Everyone yeah. loves to look at the positivity. And that's something we don't we don't acknowledge as people. And I think also if you fear failure, you're never going to give 100 percent. Because if you fear failure, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have reserve left in the tank. You're not going to give it your all so that you have an excuse. Mm. Why did I fail? Oh, well, well, I didn't feel like going for it today, which is, you know, You'll never get the most amount of benefit, like the most benefits from that failure and trying and learning through that, unless you give it 100%. So and true. I'd have to 
build on your point and my point saying that wise men i think i think there's a line so you can look at you know fundamental mistakes it doesn't make sense to like i know that you know walking over slippy ice will make me make me trip and fall yes okay like you see someone do that then you're not going to go and then try it just to learn it as an experience but i do know what you're saying and it's it's the difference for me between like uh logically knowing something so like ah, oh, i know how much like a breakup will hurt and then emotionally uh, going through it and it's just like yeah that's a story man this is this is i knew it was going to be like this but it feels a whole lot worse mm. yeah and it's just it's just something that it's true with life and i think you should try and work out what the most effective way to fail is and mm. so like what what are the failures that you could go and fail and be all right with? So I think going through a relationship and a breakup is quite a, a, a really important failure for development and mm. for, for understanding. I just want to, I just want to yeah. pick you up on some wording. You said go through failures. You'll be all right with, I think at, at least initially and even yeah, down the it, road, no one's going to be all right mm -hmm. with failure. I don't, I think you need to reword that. Well, do you not think that like I'm I've acknowledged that I want to start to learn to fail more. I want to experience new things and you mm. start off easy. So you go, I'm going to, you know, try and approach 10 women on the street, you know, okay, and try yeah. and get a number. It, and it, like, this is something that I feel so you know, it's comfortable it, if I was to get rejected, you know, okay. it's a stepping stone. You wouldn't feel built up. The whole point is, but, you, but you know what I mean? You'd feel kind of, like it wasn't it's, it doesn't it doesn't seem so far out there that my whole world would explode do you yeah, know what i mean i see what I mean. so an like, example of one that would be like that is oh my marriage failed just another step towards progress not necessarily yeah. problem you know like yeah. a small failure that then you could then really use right, to yes. improve that makes a lot of sense i just wanted mm -hmm. to clarify that i think that's an important important thing to clarify and i think you can go go look about you know your life in the different categories and maybe maybe somewhere where you've not had as much progress as you'd like and you could you know just try that thing so this is the thing with you know sam and i making a business somewhere along the line we're going to have a failure and from this we've got to to learn and apply what we've learned to make it better in the future and failures will constantly happen we've literally just failed on notion because there are not enough blocks you know <laughs> it's it's technically that is a failure hmm. but it's it's moving forwards finding solutions and reflecting that is the important thing yeah so jack have you got any anecdotes of, of failure from your life that have really benefited you in the long term but are really hurt in the moment probably just a breakup honestly that's the most recent big failure hmm. i wouldn't Part of me is hesitant to even call it a failure because I'd much rather call it sort of a learning experience. And I know that sounds, you know, your your year six teacher going, <laughs> that's not a failure, that's a learning experience. And you go, oh, okay. what if you do? But, you know, in the moment it, it hurt, I felt like I'd messed it all up. But now I've gone through the emotional period, I can look back on it and I can work out what I did right mm. and, you know, what I'm what I'm grateful for. You know, I'm... 100% grateful that I went through it, even, you know, as much as the breakup hurt. But I can look back and, and work out how I wanted to show up differently. So what's something that I might have done that I didn't want to do? 
you know, how's, how, how could I use this information? So I failed in, I didn't have the experience that I wanted to have, you know, necessarily. How can I then use this for future relationships to be and create the relationship that I want? And how do you think it affected your relationship with failure itself? I'm definitely more open-minded and it's, it's, it's honestly kind of pessimistic to say this, but I think with a breakup, with a, with a relationship, when you're young, you sort of know that it's always possibly coming. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And especially when you're young, cause you grow and people change and like this. So it's always something that is possibly going to be there. And through that lens, you go, okay, I'm going to try and make this as good as possible learn as much as I can. So I know that it will come to an end. I disagree. I don't. I think you're just quite mature. I, I really don't think that a lot of people uh, um, who are young go. I know that they, they don't. They don't put their spectacles on and they're like, "Well, time to make the most of this. Love isn't forever." No one. No one. Like I. Can, I could. Like I've seen in relationships where they go. No, no. I, I know she lives in Norway and I live in in Kazakhstan, but it will work out. It will work out. Like yeah. I love her. I, I, I love her, you know, mm. and I think I think okay, fair enough. You're very very emotionally mature, um, but I think that would have. I mean, do you? Do, how do you feel about? Do you do you, because you've now gone through the emotions of a failure? Like I don't want to say failed relationship, but it is fundamentally that it, a failed relationship is one that ends, right? Um, yeah. So now you've gone through that, that and discovered the emotions of a failed relationship. Do you think you're? more or less fearful of failure i i definitely say i'm less fearful because fundamentally the emotion i feel is is sort of ambition and i, I really want to try again and get it right or, or more right because i don't think you can get it right you know immediately mm. i think that is the main emotion so definitely looking positively mm. through it and i suppose you discover that okay i've gone through this big failure it did fuck me up to some extent. However, mm. I can still look at myself in the mirror and go, in terms of self-improvement, I've still made progress. I'm still better than I was back then, <laughs> even if it wasn't long ago, because I've carried on working out. I've carried on working towards my goals. You know, that failure was, was a blip, but it's just a blip. A blip takes us... It, it, it's a small amount of time. And... um with failure obviously it depends how big the failure is if it's like a, a sport failure like me you literally need like less than a minute to get over it because you usually get to try again if it's a relationship yeah. failure you might need a week mm -hmm. and um don't 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 use self-improvement as an escape address the feelings the the only thing i would recommend is meditation because you really get in your own mind and just w with really deep failures like that the ones that aren't necessarily intentional or comfortable as jack talked about before or they are, first of all, they are progress because you're learning to deal with deep failure, which is a very vital skill. Okay. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you need to let yourself feel those emotions in the moment because if you don't, then they'll, you know, it's better to have a high level of emotion for a week where you're not distracted and you're just understanding what you're going through i know it's painful and i know all you want to do is distract yourself but i for me personally and this is what i've discovered from my own failures i'd rather go through that for a week and then be back to somewhere near normal obviously it's still going to affect you then have it at a medium level for like 
two and a half years just constantly affecting you and it's like it's like a it's like an emotional tapeworm right like constantly inside of you and wriggling around and deal with it then Mm. not not in a way say it's a breakup great example that you're going to be like okay um i need to make sure i get as much like ego from this person as i can before i let them go like okay yeah but i was a good boyfriend right okay yeah but like you still love me right don't do that go and get go and go and work through those emotions either by yourself which is what i'd recommend meditation journaling gratitude oh amazing and that is an important part of failure we'll talk about in a minute is gratitude but also, if it's a very deep failure, a very, very big event in your life, consider counselling or just talking to a friend. Because getting it out to another person will help you see it as less of a huge issue that you have to hide. And you won't feel guilt. You'll be able to talk to someone about it. And they'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I understand why you feel like that. And then your f- emotions will be validated. And you'll feel, ha- you'll feel not happy, but you'll feel... <laughs> You'll feel more mm. vivid, more comfortable, and and more okay with what happened. And so, Jack, do you want to talk about how gratitude? Because well, you are the gratitude man. I was just gonna say that one, another thing I'd recommend is actually stargazing. Really? Just to put in perspective, you know, life moves on, and yes, it feels shit in the moment, but you know, you will you will come through because if you don't, you're gonna be stuck at you know, eighteen year old Jack for the rest of your life. Mm. And it puts in perspective, you know, how small this is in relation to the rest of your life, in the relation to your goals, your journey, all of that. This is a big thing now, but future Jack will be fine. Exactly. And And not only will you be fine, you will Mm -hmm. be better. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the important thing. Yeah, and with that, I also want to bring up the, the idea that, like, as you learn to fail more often it becomes sort of less and less so like emotional and mm. it's like a, oh here we go i'm failing again okay and as you do it <laughs> you just you just learn not to fear it anymore it's it's mm. you recognize it as a piece of the journey something that has to happen in order for you to to learn and grow and evolve and i think if you do keep exposing yourself to these different failures you sort of desensitize yourself mm. to the the big ah i failed oh no you know guess i'll just throw my self-improvement journey out the window yes but if, you, if no you not yes it, but you know what i mean no yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm relating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah you just gotta learn to do small failures and just keep building them up and then you have experience mm. in you know how how it is and what it really means which is nothing about you if that makes sense yeah no worries and Sam, did you want to bring up the gratitude thing again? Um, well, yeah, I mean, you're the gratitude journal man. So I think you should talk about it because you you, you have taught me a lot about gratitude journaling. And I think in relation to mm. failure, that's an important habit. Yeah. So with this, I want to talk about how there's always sort of like a silver lining even when shit is in like it's you you know rock bottom everything's crap there's always something to be grateful for you know even if you've lost your you know your wife your house you know all that sort of stuff you're still all right you know your body works you can you can you know all this sort of stuff the sun is shining it's the uh, there's a really great 
great quote from someone who says the things that were given to us for free in life are actually the most valuable and the human mind thinks that whatever you put a price tag on mm. that's monetary is is more more like valuable but you've got one body for the rest of your life and i think it was warren buffett who said i i will buy you one car that you have to maintain for the rest of your life you know you'd spend hours researching you know what's the best car you'd take care of it you'd wash it you'd be really careful how you treated it and he said that this is exactly your body throughout your life but people don't realize that people just go about willy-nilly like they're just gonna get a new one in 10 years and it's just not true so that you can always be grateful for your failures and it might seem as you're going through them you know shortly after is the worst thing in the world and a good question is is you know how is this the best thing that's ever happened to me which yeah. can be quite an extreme question to ask but i i one of my best things the best thing that ever happened to me was a massive failure mm-hmm. um exactly. it was it was a breakup right and that was the mm-hmm. best thing that ever happened to me that's what turned my life around and got me on self-improvement and and that that I mean forever changed my life for the better. It changed fundamentally my life philosophies and who I am, and I will forever be grateful for that. Um, exactly. So some practical tips I would give to learn to not fear and establish a relationship with failure would be one meditation. It's always meditation. It's every single time. It's always meditation. But it is. It's just the. <laughs> It's the king. It's the king of self-improvement mm-hmm. habits. Um, meditation. There are so many different types. Mindfulness teaches us to understand from a from a that, that our thoughts and our failures aren't us as people, and we shouldn't associate mm-hmm. them like that. Uh, grateful, gratefulness, gratitude, meditations. Obviously, we've just gone through gratitude and how important that is. Um, and also, meditation kind of it really does take you away from it uh, in a certain way and, and it teaches us not to contr- not to stop our emotions but to feel them like they're a sensation like, like the feeling you would get from a massage right that that's the same thing you would get from a meditation or a feeling you get from mm-hmm. stubbing your toe that's the same feeling yeah. that an emotion should give you an emotion shouldn't give you a feeling of i'm sad and then you go oh my god i'm sad why am I sad? I'm really sad about being sad. And then the cycle continues, right? That's, that's yeah. not I'd, ideal. I'd wanna, and so it allows you to sort of create distance between, you know, you recognizing as an awareness your mm. thoughts and your emotions. And through this, it allows you to not be controlled by your emotions, which mm. is quite a hard thing and quite an important thing to learn. Because say you have a failure and then you emotionally react, it's going to become, you know, worse than it has to be if that makes sense Mm. so say say you know you've got a bad grade on your test you can you know your emotions coming up oh this feels rubbish i feel like i'm not worthy all this sort of stuff if you act on that and scream at the teacher you know you you punch a wall or something (laughs) it's not it's not going to be as helpful as a failed experience Mm. do you know what i mean yeah and i'd say that you know, as as there are different sort of like volumes, I want to say, to like failure. So like how big a failure is, it's it's 
I'd say there's a key piece in the failure that you're trying to learn. And, you know, emotionally reacting doesn't help make it bigger or that you can learn more from it. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. But now, um, what so, are the other tips? Right. So another practical thing is journaling. All things journaling. Same with meditation. Every aspect of journaling will help. And uh, the third thing, which is something I really like to do, is go and look at people who have failed and then succeeded. So uh, my favorite example is Goggins. Goggins. David Goggins. <laughs> he failed. Um, an immense amount of times to the point where if his life was written as a book, you would go, this is a bit unrealistic. Uh, I would recommend his book, Can't Hurt Me. It completely changed my relationship with both emotional and physical pain. And I think we're going to do a podcast on that book itself. So definitely check it out if you want to be ahead of the game. Um, right, I think I think we're done. I oh, no, also... sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm, Carry on. Mm-hmm. The two things that I want to bring up is is having that growth mindset, and it, it's it comes from you know getting understanding more about how failure isn't a bad thing. It's how how can you grow from it? How is this experience that is inherently labelled as negative? How is it actually positive? What's the positive in it? And then just slowly making progress through learning and like putting yourself in situations where you can fail. Mm. You know so approaching women on the street you know trying to go for job interviews i wouldn't recommend going up to like google with a cv that says i can make minute rice in 59 seconds the the the, the, the point is you want to go and do stuff that you want to achieve mm-hmm. because if you fail at mm-hmm. stuff you don't care about it doesn't matter you don't feel anything because you're like well i never mm-hmm. cared in the first place so if i yeah. went if i went uh, you know to the telescope club and they were like mm-hmm. identify mars and i was like okay i can't I wouldn't go, oh my god, I can't! Oh, oh shit! And I wouldn't go home and be like, Jesus Christ, I couldn't identify Mars. Because I don't care about that. If, if I went to... I mean, the, the, the approaching women on the street is a great one for young men. You know, because... you, I mean, you can say it. And people do. They can say, oh, I don't actually care about women. Um, um, I never have and I never will. It's good not to. It's good not to think that they are the number one priority. However, if you say to me, I never care about what women think about me and I, I only care about what I think, you are lying. It's just not true. It, it, like, unless maybe you're married for like 30 years. Okay. Yeah, and even right. then you probably care so about probably what your wife thinks. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well. But yeah. And then that's... I'd go for the, the small steps to put yourself in places to fail each day. So you become more familiar with how it feels. You become less reactive. Mm. And you see it as you see it as like, oh no, I failed. It's like, yes, I've got a failure. That's how can I learn from it? That's Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say I love your thing from Tim Ferriss, the ten percent thing. Where you go to a coffee shop or even just to buy something and you say, Can I have ten percent off? You could mm-hmm. succeed at that. In that case, you've got ten percent off. If you fail at that, you learn to fail, and that's something that, that mm-hmm. you know, social interaction is a great place to fail because failing in social interaction teaches us that okay, that kind of sucked for like five seconds, but did it actually affect my life? No, and of course it can affect your ego, but only if you let it and realize that and you can uh, failure only seems to affect people negatively if they view it negatively. So if they go that okay, I failed, therefore I've re- I've I've gone back. I've receded. I've taken 10 steps backwards because I failed. Not true. 
If anything, you've taken 10 steps forward if you failed. Mm -hmm. And I need everyone listening to that to remember this. I need to remember this a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because it's so true and I've seen it in my life and I've seen it in other people's lives. All right? So Jack, anything to add before we finish off here? Just the fact that your sort of fear of failure, your your mind racing is going to be much, much worse anxiety and the thoughts created then when you actually go in and fail because you're sort of like oh well, mm. that, i guess that sucks a little bit whereas your mind's like what if what if i die what if she you know pulls down my trousers and laughs at me <laughs> what if i get hit by a meteor all this sort of you know shit in your brain mm. is going like uh, 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 uh. and you're in it it's just like oh well um okay cool you know yeah. how can i how, cool i'm just gonna use this to move forward and you might go home and think about it but the more you do it the less you will because and also the more you've got going on in your life the less you'll give a shit because you'll be like well i don't have time to to worry i've got to go and i've got to go and fucking do weights or i've got to go and do yoga or i've got a job interview or whatever right okay so thank you everybody so much for listening uh if you found this episode helpful go and check out our website nextstephelp.net for affordable coaching for young men suffering from modern issues. Anything else to add before we finish, Jack? I think so. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next week.